Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? My voice is a little off today. It is. You're a little under the weather. We've had uh, five days off because you weren't here on Thursday night. I didn't right. want to record a show alone. I thought about getting a guest host, but it didn't happen. So, so here we are now. and We have lots of news. That's right. And uh, let's start off, as always, with the Disney Parks blog. All right. National Geographics is celebrating World Tiger Day. Well, they did celebrate it um, through the lens of an award-winning photographer. That's right. World Tiger Day was Friday. So if you have any tigers out there, congratulate them. Uh, I'm used to just cougars, usually. (laughs) Um, They are celebrating through photographer and author Steve Winter. uh, And he has some pretty cool shots of some tigers uh, through his travels in India, uh, as well as Myanmar and some other places. He's got a new book called The Ultimate Book of Big Cats coming out in September. So he is a wildlife journalist, and he has cataloged uh, a lot of experiences with tigers. And uh, some of them are just really, really like haunting and beautiful. Um, for such a powerful beast. So uh, let's head over to the next story. Speaking of powerful beasts. (laughs) Uh, Goofy and Bill Farmer celebrated International Friendship Day at Disney World. That's right. International Friendship Day was Saturday. Uh, Bill Farmer has been the voice of Goofy for over 35 years. Uh, He started in a Goofy movie and has been the voice ever since. Uh, So World Friendship Day, just a day to celebrate friendships. And there is a little video with uh, Goofy, Bill Farmer, and uh, a young friend uh, at Goofy's Barnstormer, which happens to be in Walt Disney World. All right. The great Goofini's Barnstormer, I believe it is. Uh, And a day near and dear to our hearts, uh, National Intern Day was celebrated at uh, the Disney Institute and at National Geographic Live. That's right. The National Intern Day was this past Thursday. Uh, And they did celebrate uh, interns. Uh, Isabel is an intern working for uh, Lockheed Martin, and they had a they had no celebration. No, no, they gave them shirts and they wore them that day, and no one seemed to even notice or care. Right, and I think the big thing with with Disney World is, you know, they rely a lot on interns and the college programs, so it's just a day to celebrate uh, to celebrate those employees. A lot of big companies try to do something. I think, um, you know, Lockheed. Tries. Right. Uh, she's in a small little area, so I think that's part of why it didn't quite, uh, wasn't quite as uh, spectacular as one might have hoped. So if you're an intern and you're listening to this show, know that your efforts are greatly appreciated. That's right. We have no interns on our show because our children don't want to be involved. No, they don't. No. Um, and then our last Disney Parks blog story is all about the Disney Cruise Line. Uh, they have a new merchandise line debuting. It is a Little Mermaid-inspired collection, uh, and uh, it is called The Spirit of the Seas. Uh, and as I said, is inspired by Ariel um, and the Disney Cruise Line logo. So it's a little bit of Ariel, a little bit of Disney Cruise Line, and uh, some pretty nice nice designs. I mean, it makes sense. They go hand in hand, right? Right, exactly. So uh, you can check out the Spirit of the Sea merchandise collection, uh, I believe, on ShopDisney.com. Nice. I wish we had an affiliate link and we could make some money from that. I know, right? How many, for every click? Right. So there is no news from the parks out in California, but we do have some news from D23, which has their D23 Expo coming up uh, in September. Yeah, there's a few stories about D23. The first one is that the the tickets are sold out. Yeah, and that just happened July 23rd. The Expo begins uh, September, well, second weekend in September. Uh, and uh, it took them a while to sell out. They, they went on sale about three months ago, four months okay. ago. And uh, it's official. You can't get a ticket. If you, if you don't have it, you're not going. Right. 
And also the Disney Parks group will be hosting the Wonderful World of Dreams Pavilion. And that pavilion will highlight new stories, attractions, and adventures that Walt Disney Imagineers are bringing to life around the globe. We will get sneak peeks of Tiana's Bayou Adventure, uh, the continuing transformation of Epcot, and some Frozen-themed experiences, some news about the Disney Cruise Line, and more, including news on Disney Me, which is going to be a new uh, digital avatar section of the Play Disney Parks app. Uh, you'll get to create your own Disney Me and uh, take that on adventures around the parks when you're there. Just another thing to do. Yes. Because you're not busy enough with the My Disney Experience app, the Play app, the Magic Band, the Magic Band Plus. <laughs> There's a lot going do, on. Do you ever have time to look at anything? No. No, they don't want you to do that. Um, so Saturday, September 10th, uh, a peek behind the curtain at Walt Disney's Imagineering Illusions and Special Effects Development Lab. Uh, on Saturday at noon, uncovering treasures from the Marty Sklar Collection. Um, on Saturday at 1, Magic in the Air, 30 Years of the Muppet Christmas Carol. Saturday at 4, Dreaming, Designing, and Bringing to Life the Disney Wish. Sunday, Walt Disney Imagineering, 70 Years of Making the Impossible Possible. Uh, Sunday at 10.30, A Boundless Future, Disney Parks and Experiences, where that's where they will take a look at the uh, project developments going on around the world. And I'm very interested, Sunday at 4.15, The World of Duffy and Friends. Huh. Uh, apparently Duffy, who is very popular in Asia, mm -hmm. uh, he is Mickey Mouse's teddy bear. Right. And he has a whole cast of characters. Uh, apparently people believe that there's going to be a relaunch of Duffy in America. Okay. And at one point you used to be able to meet Duffy. Yes. Uh, and Duffy's girlfriend, I forget what her name was. Uh, we'll call her Duffette <laughs> in uh, Epcot. That's not it. No, that's not it. But uh, they were in Epcot. So uh, that's that's an overview. And okay. then we've got two stories that uh, are a little more detailed. Also coming to D23 is uh, Tiana's Bayou Adventure Preview. Mm -hmm. And uh, what is this going to be? A new attraction that's going to feature Tiana from The Princess and the Frog that's replacing Splash Mountain. All right. And that is expected to begin in 2023, I guess, and be uh, released or opened in 2024. Okay. And then I'm very excited. I wish I was going to be there. They're going to have the Disney on Broadway VR experience. Uh, so if you're going, you get a virtual reality experience where you'll get to uh, see clips from Aladdin, The Lion King, and Broadway's Frozen. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's interesting. All right. So what's going on over in Walt Disney World? Okay. Um, at the Harmony Barbershop, they have reopened. That's right. The Harmony Barbershop, which is on Main Street, USA, is officially reopened. And uh, it's a full-service barbershop. Did you know that each cast member that works there is a state-licensed cosmetologist in the state of Florida? I think they would have to be. That's right. Uh, if you're under nine, if you're nine or younger, uh, your first haircut will cost you $28. You get a haircut, a commemorative Mickey ear hat, a keepsake lock of hair, and an official milestone certificate. If you're just a regular child getting anything other than your first haircut, uh, your haircut will cost $20, and it's a haircut with a simple uh, styling spray. I guess A simple styling and with a spray. spray. With, what's a spray? Water? Like hairspray. Okay. Uh, or like glitter spray. Product, glitter spray. All right. And then if you're an adult... Haircuts start at $21. A beard trim, uh, just a beard trim, will set you back $8. Um, they did refurbish the area, so uh, it looks very nice. And you can actually book that on the Walt Disney World website. And if you're a young lady, coming up August 25th, the reopening of the Bippity Boppity Boutique. Oh. And that could be for young gentlemen, too, because they do have a couple of prince packages. And some boys want to be princesses anyway. So That's true. And when knows? I say prince package, it's not Prince the Musician. No. It's, it's like... Uh, 
Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella's Prince. No buttless chaps? No. Okay. No, those are all mine. <laughs> Uh, the concrete pump has arrived at the Tron Light Cycle Run construction site at the Magic Kingdom. That's right. Big news. They are pumping concrete around uh, the railway area. Um, and it is the walkway that will go beneath the coaster that they're finally doing some work on. So always nice to see the concrete pump in the parks. Okay. Um, staying in the Magic Kingdom over at the Mad Tea Party area, um, the Enchanted Mad Tea Party attraction now has some new props. That's right. The gardens area around the Tea Party ride uh, has some new props, which are teapots and teacups that are sprouting in the gardens. Uh, they look kind of cute and whimsical. And they're just set up in various uh, plant beds. Alrighty. Um, the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party um, had one date that was sold out, and now a second one has sold out. That's right. That first night was Halloween. Uh, that sold out about a month and a half after they released the tickets. Um, now, Tuesday, August 16th, has sold out as well, which is a completely odd evening. Yeah. Uh, the first night of the party is Friday, August 12th. Uh, that night is $129. The rest of the tickets that month start at $99. And for some reason, August 16th is uh, is sold out. We should have stayed one more day after our cruise. Oh, we still can. No, we really can't. Oh, darn it. We have train tickets. And uh, big news going on in the in the Walt Disney World Resort this week. Oh, it was the, uh, the first week of the Magic Band Plus debuting. That's right. Magic Band Plus debuted on the 27th. Um, Mixed thoughts on this from people. Uh, a lot of complaints that the bands were not fully charged when mm -hmm. they purchased them. Right. Uh, they also required like a firmware update. And if you don't have a charge, you can't update the band. Um, the bands do sync to your phone, to the My Disney Experience app, to the Disney Play app. So there's a lot of battery usage going on. It sounds complicated. And I'm, I'd like someone else to work out the kinks before I start using it. Yeah. You know, once again, it's Disney uh, re releasing a technology. Before and, it's ready. And not being able to fully support it or handle the release. Yep. So um, if you do buy one of the new Magic Bands, the plain bands will set you back $34.99. Bands with designs are $44.99. You are, if you have a Disney package, which you purchase through your favorite travel agent, uh, you can pre-purchase bands uh, for your trip through My Disney Experience at a slight discount. Um, these bands are a little more expensive than the regular Magic Bands. A lot of that is because these are rechargeable now. Mm. Uh, it used to be the bands had about an 18 to 24 month life cycle, but that is no longer the case. They are fully rechargeable uh, and they have a lot more interactivity uh, while you're in the parks. And we've mentioned some of the games that you can play uh, as well as they re respond to some of the nighttime performances and flash and buzz in sync with those performances. Hey, do you remember when they were free? Yeah. Yeah. No longer. But they didn't buzz or light up. No, but they were free. They were. Um, structures are getting taller at the Journey of Water, inspired by Moana at Epcot. That's right. No concrete pump for this, just uh, plain old concrete. Um, they do have vertical support set up uh, because construction is going vertical. Uh, a lot of rock work being done and uh, scaffolding. All right. Um, and you can see the walkways between them. So I'm looking forward to that. I am. I am as well. Over at Toy Story Land and Hollywood Studios, they got some new trash cans. That's right. They are very simple trash cans. Uh, one is a regular trash can. One is a recycle bin. Uh, the recycle bin just has a slot. The trash can has a door. That's how you can tell them apart. In addition to the recycling bin having the three-arrowed uh, recycling symbol on that. Right. Do you know what the three arrows uh, represent? 
Is it reduce, reuse, recycle? Oh, you are good. You are good. Uh, and they're painted in Toy Story Land colors, so okay. very much uh, fit the land. All right. Uh, over at Olani, um, Ama Ama is reopening. That's right. Ama Ama is a Hawaiian fish basket meal experience, uh, and that uh, is reopening at the Aulani Resort, which is a DVC property. And um, it's named Ama Ama because that fish is the most abundant and vital fish of Hawaii. Okay. So it's a traditional uh, Hawaiian basket, Hawaiian fish basket meal. Fabulous. If we go, I will not be at that meal. You're not very fun. I am not. I guess we're not going to go. Well, we will. I just won't go to that meal. No, we're not going to go unless you go to the meal. Okay, I'll go to the meal. Okay, then. Uh, at the Polynesian Village Resort, the construction is continuing on the beach there. That's right. The uh, m- Well, a portion of the beach is unavailable. There are brown construction walls at one end. That is over where they just knocked down the Luau building. Uh, so they are continuing there. As we know, there's a DVC tower going up, uh, and there's a lot of construction area uh, set up over there. So that they are in guest areas, but, you know, it's it's part of the construction project. All right. And they try not to do construction during sleeping hours. Right. Um, let's see. The Boardwalk Deli has uh, a menu and prices out now. That's right. We mentioned last week that the Boardwalk Deli is coming to the Boardwalk Resort area on Crescent Lake, replacing what used to be the Boardwalk Bakery. Uh, do you want to go over the breakfast items? Yes. So they have a bagel breakfast sandwich, um, which is egg, onion, cheddar cheese um, on a bagel with the choice of a side for eight ninety nine. Um Let's see. Then they also have uh, a bagel with smoked salmon, tomato, arugula, um, and caper onion cream cheese with a side for $9.99. And a ciabatta breakfast sandwich uh, for $7.49. That is, I think, plant-based egg. Yeah, eggs florentine. Mm -hmm. Um, You can just get a simple side of bacon for $2.99. From their bakery department, a a Mickey cinnamon roll is $6.79. An almond croissant is $4.29. A cannoli is four nineteen. What do you suppose a doodle muffin is? I don't know. Well, whatever it is, it's three ninety nine. Banana bread is three seventy nine, and a mixed berry scone is three seventy nine. They also have a Greek yogurt parfait available for five ninety nine. Yeah, and I don't. You know, none of these prices sound out of whack. No, they don't. They, Even for the lunch and dinner menu, they're very close to what you would pay at your local deli. Uh, and then as far as entrees go, they've got a warm pastrami Ruben, Ruben for $12.99, an Italian sub for $11.49, chicken salad wrap for $10.99, roasted chicken sandwich for $10.49. This one might be popular, the grilled cheese sandwich and tomato basil soup for $9.99. Uh, but I wouldn't eat that in the summer. That's just me personally. The veg- veggie crunch muffaletta, mm-hmm. uh, that is $10.49. So those are considered to be your entrees. They've also got some a Caesar salad and a mixed berry salad. Those are going to be $9.99 or $10.99. They do have some kids' meals. Um, They're know, around $7, $7 a, piece. a piece. Ham and cheese or Like I say, cheese. not bad pricing. No, it's, it's pretty fair. I, and I really hope that the quality of the sandwiches is, is up to par with a true deli. I don't think it's going to be packaged. If it's half decent, I don't think it's going to be three or four months before the prices go up. Mm-hmm. And and the nice thing about that is the uh, theming is supposed to be a New England deli. Now, living in New England, it's probably not quite. But we, well, we don't know. There is no such thing as a New England deli. You've got Italian delis, Jewish delis, Polish delis. They're just kind of taking all these delis right. and lumping them together. Yeah. Uh, as one New England style deli. So. Do other places have delis like that? Do oh. other places have Jewish delis? I know they're very popular in New York. Right. Yeah. So. 
Okay. okay. Um, the voice of Ursula, um, Pat Carroll, has passed away. That's right. She voiced uh, Ursula and re- as recently voiced her, voiced her as recently as 2020. Um, so she's still been very active. She passed away at age 95. She has been uh, in the past an Emmy and Grammy Award winner. Uh, and she won her Emmy in 1954 and a Grammy in 1981. Uh, so uh, very, very sad news to hear. So rest in peace, Pat Carroll. Okay. How about some happy news? Um, let's see. What's this guy's name? David Crumholtz? Crumholtz, that's right. All right. David Crumholtz is returning as Bernard in the Santa Clauses on Disney+. Plus. That's right. You may remember Bernard as Santa's right-hand elf in Santa Claus 1 and Santa Claus 2. He was not in Santa Claus 3, um, but he will be coming back for the limited uh, limited series coming to Disney Plus this winter. Okay. Uh, Jared Leto is reportedly going to be cast in the ha- Haunted Mansion movie. That's right. He is rumored to be playing the Hatbox Ghost, uh, who is a ghost that is only visible in the uh, California version of Haunted Mansion. And uh, this uh, is not yet in production, but they are lining up the cast. And it should be in production soon. All right. How about some universal news? All right. Um, the uh, Halloween Horror Nights is huge there, as you know. Um, they have a new, what, house? Scare house. A no- new scare house called The Reaping. And this is at Universal Studios Hollywood. That's right. It's actually Scarecrow, The Reaping. Uh, and uh, I guess this is based on a former house from Universal Orlando from Halloween Horror Nights 27. Um, and that the theory behind this is that families have abandoned their farms after the Dust Bowl, leaving only scarecrows and crows behind. So if there's crows, it sounds like the scarecrows are not doing their jobs properly. All righty. Um, uh, some classic Halloween decorations have been added to All Hallows Eve Boutique at Islands of Adventure. And that's right. All Hallows Eve Boutique is in the Lost Continent at Universal's Islands of Adventure. Um, while it is all year round a, a Halloween themed store, they do decorate for various holidays and they have put up some classic Halloween decorations like jack-o'-lanterns, light up ghosts and black cats. Um, because as we know, August, actually July is still never too early to celebrate Halloween. Okay. If you're a theme park. Um, the, Let's see. You can add your photo to a Halloween tribute store mausoleum plaque at Universal Studios Florida. Yeah, this is pretty cool. I like this idea. It's $129. Uh, It is a tribute store mausoleum plaque. And they set up a section of the store like it is a mausoleum. And you get to submit your picture. uh, And they put your name with a saying and your dates of death on there. Uh, And this is a limited space thing because there's only so many mausoleum slots that they have. Uh, And when the Halloween season is over, you have the option to either uh, pick up your plaque at the park or they will mail it out to you. And at $129, I think that is a tremendous uh, value. Um, You know, Disney last did something like this with their bricks. Uh, And uh, what are you rolling your eyes for? Well, the bricks were like, that was like permanently there. That's the difference. Everyone thought it was permanently there until they ripped it up. After how many years, though? That's true. I mean, people had bricks there for 20 years before they were ripped up. This is like... Halloween this season. This is great. This is like for two months. Yeah. I think that's awesome. I mean, I think it's a good idea. I don't know if it's an incredible value, but it's it's a good idea. Okay. Okay. We can have differing opinions. We sure can. 
Uh, Universal Orlando um, attendance in quarter two reached an all-time high, even beating pre-pandemic numbers. Yeah, that's right, because Comcast has released their second quarter earnings, which uh, showed a 65% increase in revenue for their theme park business. Uh, that revenue brought in uh, $1.8 billion. Uh, and as Cheryl said, uh, that is their... Uh, Highest park attendance, even taking into effect pre-pandemic numbers. Uh, so their uh, adjusted uh, numbers for theme parks uh, went from last year four hundred eleven million to six hundred thirty-two million uh, this year. So that is uh, that is good news. They they also announced they're moving full steam ahead in Epic Universe, which will bring new experiences and a new theme park to guests in Florida. Cool. So Universal doing very well. All right. Uh, that's all the news. We will be back Wednesday. And until then, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Bye.